All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. everybody to dropping the gloves thank you for joining us tim how are you i'm good it's good to see you upstairs and outside of the uh, dungeon usually sitting in the dark when we do these things dungeon it's a beautiful walkout basement that's absolutely pristine but dungeon i guess to some people um yeah you might hear some background noise my daughters are here say hi sophia hi so they're in the background so if you hear them just try to ignore them we'll probably edit, edit them out in post but you know <laughs> We do what we can in this COVID times. The wife's at church with the three, um, two older girls and the one littlest. And we just, uh, I forgot to text Goody today. Goodrow. Yeah, you said you would. You promised. And I, I forgot. And then you reminded me 15 minutes ago. And I shot him a quick text. And he's like, I can do it now. So let's go. So we have prepared. We do know what to talk about. But yes, I, I dropped the ball on that one. So he's going to jump on in a little bit. Probably five minutes maybe six or seven. We don't know how prompt he's going to be. Maybe four. We'll see. So Peter Angelo signed, Tim. Let's, let's just get that out of the way. He, he got a bunch of money for a big term with the Vegas Golden Knights. I was very surprised. I wasn't too surprised. I'll say I'm a little disappointed. The rich get richer. Vegas Golden Knights, already a powerhouse, pick up the best free agent on the market to make them even that much more lethal. They had to trade Schmidt away who was a good player, but not even near the caliber of a Peter Angelo. They send him to Vancouver. What are your thoughts on the term A and then the chances for Vegas this coming year? Well, the chances for them just obviously got a lot better. It's one of the best teams in the league, a top three to five team, just added a, a top three to five defenseman. So, yeah, this is, this is the huge signing for them. 
I, I don't understand how they're able to fit all these contracts into under the cap. Like we were together last night. What was the number I said? Like between him, Flurry, Pacioretty, and Stone, they're like thirty-two million or something. Thirty-two Crazy. to thirty-five. Yeah. They Crazy. Get rid of they. Nate Schmidt made I think four million dollars, so they got out from under that contract. That helps. But yeah, that's a lot of money invested to four or five guys. And they said they're not going get to rid- get rid of Flurry for some reason. So that means it's another $12 million devoted to the goaltenders. And am I, you can only start one goalie, right? Am I, am I crazy? I guess you could start, put one on defense or something. I guess you could. So when your backup's making seven and your starter's making five, that doesn't seem, it seems strange. It seems a little off, but that's what they're going to roll with. They're going with those two guys to start the season. That's what the GM's saying. So we'll see. Things could change. But as of this point, Flurry and Laner are probably going to split time. They're going to have $12 million tied up with their goaltending. They're going to have another 35 ish tied up with those five guys. So that's $47 bucks and seven players. And you still have to fill out the roster. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's, it's good for Vegas when you get Peter Angelo anytime you get a defenseman of that caliber. He'll be good for the next two or three years. And I think the back end of that contract is going to is going to end up really biting them. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, he's no spring chicken. I think he's 30, 31. He signed an eight-year deal. I mean, you've seen a lot of defensemen go this long, right, into their late 30s and perform really well. But, again, it usually more often than not, it doesn't end well. You're going to be stuck with a bad contract in a couple of years. It's pretty – it wouldn't be really that hard to, to see that happening. Um, 8.8 is a lot. It's a lot of money. Is he worth it? Yeah. Yeah, he is. But again, you, you have a lot of money tied up to just a couple of guys in your roster. Um, but good for them. Good for him. He's ready for a change. We knew he was going to leave St. Louis when they signed Krug. So it's not a huge surprise there. And he spent a couple of days in Vegas this weekend just checking it out. I'm sure he got the, the red carpet rolled out for him. Yeah. After, do you think Krug is kind of kicking himself a little bit? Because we were talking last night. He signs for 8.8. Krug signs for 6.5. Is Peter Angelo $2.3 million a year better than Tory Krug? No. I don't think he is. I think offensively, Krug is as good, if not better. Peter Angelo is better defensively. Krug's younger. I, I, I just feel like this is a big win for St. Louis. Like, they're, they're not shelling out that kind of money for a player who is marginally, marginally better than Peter Angelo. So they're pretty much getting the same player – way cheaper. I don't know. I, I, I like this deal for St. Louis for Krug and I, I like it initially for Vegas, but long-term this is going to bite him in the butt, but I guess that's the price you have to pay to get this player, right? So who, who wears the C now for St. Louis? Oh, I think it goes to Ryan O'Reilly. I think it has. I think he gets it. That That's my pick. Maybe well, Shen or Steen is still there too, Alex Steen. So we'll see. Tarasenko is still there. But I just think when you look at that, my note. Sorry for everybody, I'm lagging. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I, I belong in the in the basement in the in the dungeon. I'm actually sitting right next to the router, so I don't know what's what's going on. You might have to talk to Goody yourself, Tim. Are you getting nervous? <laughs> no, I don't get nervous anymore. Oh goodness, you're just such a pro when it comes to these NHL guys. Hey, Sophia. But I know. I think um, Ryan O'Reilly gets it, and I think St. Louis is a better off team with hey. him being moved. I really do. Goody's goodies here, so should I let him in? Are we ready for him? Yeah, let him in. All right.
Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only play for what you need and can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Say you work with a guy who's always unprepared, he's always late, he never looks like he's showered, and he just kind of, he just is weird, and you want to replace him. Someone like Tim, we'll say. You go on Indeed.com, you, you put in your, your preferences, and you search, and you get the perfect employee. So go to Indeed.com right now. They are offering listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over and football is back. Now you may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, Buffalo Bills, division, Buffalo Bills, and champion futures all day, every day, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. They bet online. They are your online sport book experts. Oh, he's connecting. Why do you call him Goody? Are you buddies with him? Yeah, that's that's what we all yeah, call. Yeah, you're on the, you're on that level already. You can call him Goody. You've talked to him for ever, I think. Never. The audacity of your confidence sometimes blows me away that you can just talk to these guys and just act like you're your best buds. This is a Zoom issue right now. He's just called twice, apparently, and now he's connecting to the audio. Goody! What's up? You hear me? Oh, you're in. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How you doing? Not bad. Probably not as good as you. Holy moly. I don't want to waste any of your time. When's the parade? Is it tonight or tomorrow? (laughs) Man, I'm 10 days into a two-week quarantine right now. You have to quarantine when you went back? When did you leave Tampa? Like, did you have a team party or anything? Yeah, we had a we had the parade. We had a party. Um, we had um, kind of like a reenactment of like the – we each got like a lap on the ice with the cop uh, in front of some season ticket holders and family. And – so, yeah, we got back Tuesday and I left Saturday. Oh, not bad. That's nice that they did that with the fans and stuff. That's good. So, listen, I don't want to waste any time and just BS. When you got traded to Tampa Bay, I'll be honest. I was like, he has no business getting traded for a first rounder. What, like, what is Tampa thinking? What did you think when you got dealt for a first rounder? Were you like, this is unbelievable? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was a little shocked, but then. I mean, when you really think about it, it's like you knew it was going to be late in the first round, right? And then they, San Jose also gave. So it's them, almost a second round. No, no, no. <laughs> but like when San Jose also gives a third round pick with me, it's like okay, you're trading down. 
two rounds or whatever. Yeah, so but it, it was it, yeah. It's it, kind of it, cool to say you got traded for a first round pick. Yeah, I definitely don't mind saying it. <laughs> so you get traded to Tampa. Did you know right away you were going to play with those two guys, Yanni Gord and Coleman? Because I, I was pumping your tires the whole playoff run, saying your guys' line was the best line Tampa had. How did you guys click so good? Because when I played with you in San Jose, we were terrible. Yeah, I know. I know. What what happened? What what was I missing that these guys had? Uh, speed, skill, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I when I first got there, um, um, Stammer was still playing. He's still in the lineup. So we, my first two linemen, I think, we were Johnson and Palat, and I was playing in the middle. So it's crazy how much things had changed since then. But over the eight games that I think I played in the regular season, the lines are kind of all over the place. And then right from the get-go of training camp, um, while, like while we were getting ready to, to leave for the bubble, it was um, Gordo, Coleman, and I, and we seemed like we had clicked right from the, right from the get-go. So you're in the bubble the first round. You're seeing all these – Top teams get knocked off. Toronto, Boston, Washington. Are you guys getting excited when you're seeing the Pittsburgh gets knocked off? What is going through your head when you see these guys just getting dinged off? You're like, wait a minute. Like, this might not be as hard as we thought. Like, what's going – be honest. What's going through your head when you see the Bruins lose in the first round? Uh, well, we beat the Bruins in the second round, so – Oh shoot! I'm so bad. <laughs> this is bad, Tim. Oh, Tim, my co-host is here. Tim, you've got to jump in and save me when that happens. Well, I still want to know well, the what, answer. What do you yeah. think when you see all those teams losing the first round? Are you guys pumped? Well, I mean, I the teams they lost to were the teams we had to play. So it's like, even though teams that maybe you th- if. If I'm thinking of a team I want to play, I, I would much rather who'd the Leafs lose to in the first round? Columbus. I'd rather play Columbus than Toronto. I mean, but like Columbus is a tough matchup. Like they, the way they play, the way, like they're just, they're so committed to their system that it, they're a tough team to play against. We had like two, we had two overtime games against them. Obviously that super long one and the series clinching one. Um, And then, yeah, then we had Boston and we had the Islanders who, we're obviously playing great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it might not have been the teams you thought would win the first couple series, but they were definitely not uh, not easy matchups at all. Goody, uh, I mean, what did it mean to, to see Stamkos battling through those injuries, to skate for that game? Like, what did it mean to the guys to see him tough it out for a game and even score that important goal? Like, how important is he to that to your team? Yeah, it was uh, – you know, to see to see the work he, he'd been putting in the the rehab, just the everyday grind, trying to get back in the lineup, trying to get back in the lineup, and obviously, you know, it's we all know he wants to be playing. That's you know, it's not very uh, it's not very often we really make it to the Stanley Cup final. So obviously, he's he's doing everything he can to to prepare and try to get back, and then just the the emotional lift I think we had when when he got in the lineup in, in game three. And then, you know, to see him just buzz down the wing and, and snipe one was, it was unbelievable. It was, 
I think that's uh, the most like emotion our bench had shown throughout the whole playoffs for for a single goal. Um, it was uh, it was pretty sweet and yeah, it was <laughs> it was insane how he just jumped right back in, scored a goal, and then obviously we know he he couldn't go after that, but it was it was pretty sick. On a, on a pure excitement level. Were you more excited for Stamkos scoring that arguably not a very big goal, but just a, a regular goal in the first period or me with my backhand goal to seal the game in, in the empty net versus Colorado in game <laughs> 78? Just just be honest. Well, I, can, I can't speak to what it was like on the bench for that goal because I was, I was on the ice for, for your goal and I was on the bench for Stammers. But I, I would imagine the excitement level on the bench was was pretty similar, yeah. Probably, probably same noise. Probably same noise in the building too. <laughs> Such a jerk. <laughs> so, what was it like playing against Pabs? Like, because when when the series started, I was torn because I'm buddies with you, I'm buddies with him. I was like, man, this is weird. You guys had a couple of scrums together. Was it weird battling against him the whole time? Yeah, we uh, we battled. We battled throughout the whole series. We took a lot of faceoffs against each other. Um. And yeah, it seems like every time he was on the ice, I was on the ice. We had yeah, we had some good scrums. It was it was fun. Obviously, it's like like when you're going against like a a buddy or, or like a friend or or whatever the case may be. It almost makes you more more competitive. Um, yeah. But I mean, what he was doing out there was pretty crazy <laughs> the late goals he scored uh well him him and point going back and forth yeah did cooper peg you guys to to lock down a line or did he just kind of say you we're just going to roll you guys over and over again because you were doing so well um i think it kind of i think it kind of varied as this series went along um because yeah we did play against the bend line a lot we played against uh Pavs's line a bunch so I I'm not sure if there was like a specific thing or if it just kind of you know happened the way it happened another player I want to ask about Goody is Andre Pallad I feel like he's a guy that people didn't really realize the, the talent that he had until this playoff run I mean 11 goals a lot of them just big goals a couple uh, either game winners or overtime goals did you realize how good he was before you came to Tampa and maybe just talk a little bit about how important he was down the stretch for you yeah, no, no, I didn't realize how good he was. Um, and he was unbelievable. He is unbelievable. I mean, his he plays such a complete, like, 20-foot game. Like, he wins every single puck battle. He does just, like, all the little things. He makes so many, like, little, little touch passes, little, like, soft passes that, like, you sit back and you're like, Oh my God, like that was sick. Like what he just did. Was yeah. Sick. So he, yeah, he was, he was unbelievable. He scored so many big goals. Um, and yeah, just to play, play with those two guys, that line, it seemed it was just kind of in a league of their own. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think anyone was, uh, was going to be able to stop them. Now, Victor Hedman, too, won the Conn Smythe, obviously. I mean, this is uh, – it didn't surprise too many people. He was just – for anyone who watched the games, he was just dominating when he was on the ice. Again, another guy, I, you probably didn't realize maybe just how good he really was until you skate with him every single day. But 
talk a little bit about just like how much of a beast he is and maybe is, is he the best defenseman you've ever played with at this point? Oh, yeah. good question, Tim. 100%. He's the best defenseman in the world. Best, uh, I mean, he just makes everything look so easy. Like he, whether he's playing, you know, like 30, 30 minutes a night or, or 60 minutes a night, like he did in the, uh, in that five overtime game. And like, he just, he makes everything look so easy. He scored 10 goals, 11 goals uh, throughout the playoffs. And like overtime winner and just big goal after big goal. He's, he's a beast. It's, uh, it was fun to watch and just uh, his complete game is, is something special. So when, when you're in the hotel, I saw that tweet you sent out about how hard it was and the asterisks and stuff. I, I truly believe this was probably the hardest cup to win out of any cup. And, and I, I don't buy the BS of not traveling because you lose your advantage of playing at home. How tough was it to not see your friends, your family, just to be locked in a hotel with these guys and see your, your competitors every day during a Stanley Cup final? Can you just tell, talk about that? Because I can't imagine how hard it would be. Well, just first of all, that tweet that Damien sent, he was just like, he was acting like he he knows what the grind of like a regular playoff schedule is. And he was, I don't know, everything about that made absolutely no sense to me. So I, I said what I said, but it was like, people were, were coming back at me saying like, oh, like you guys have a pretty good, um, you know, there's people who are, are away from, from their families for months on end for work. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I, I I know how lucky we are, how blessed we are to, like, play the sport for a living. And, like, I know it's not a tough situation compared to what, you know, most of the world is going through. But if you're – we're comparing playoff season to playoff season, like, that's all I was doing. And, like, people were kind of taking it way out of context. But it, it was tough. It was – I mean, obviously you're not traveling, you're not, you don't have to like play the, in a tough road building, but I mean, to be away from home for, for 65 days, I mean, I don't have kids, but the guys who have kids, like it was extremely tough on them to, to go that long without seeing them. And, and yeah, you're, you're stuck in the same, like same hotel room. I mean, Johnny, how long have you stayed in one hotel room for? Well, not consecutively, but I went to the AHL when I first went pro. I stayed in La Quinta in Houston for three months. Okay. All right. But I was allowed to leave. Yeah. And they had a Hooters next door. So I went to Hooters like four <laughs> days a week. But what what did your room look like? Did you have it all set I mean, up nicely? We, like just GameCubes and this and that? And like, what did you guys do? GameCube. I mean, no, yeah, it's not 2005, but. <laughs> Is that what the kids play? I don't know. Yes, John, you nailed it. Uh, we actually, I mean, we had a pretty good setup. I mean, they, you have to give a lot of a lot of credit to the NHL, NHLPA. Like, they actually did a really good job in, in setting these things up. And in Toronto at the uh, Hotel X where we, where we were staying in Toronto, it was it was a pretty good setup. Obviously we couldn't leave, but like the, the amenities, there were great. There was just a lot of stuff to do. And then to be able to switch, like get a new room, go to a new city, get a new kind of setup, just something different after the second round was, I think it was huge just to kind of 
hit a reset and you're not, you know, stuck in the same hotel room for 65 days or whatever the Dallas guys were, were in their room for. Yeah. What about those black aces? How was it for them? Because they, <laughs> they were with you guys the whole time. They didn't sniff any ice. How, how bad did they have it? Yeah. I, that was a tough situation for them, but the guys on our team like handle it very well. They were, you know, so positive. Obviously it's, it could be so easy to not, not remain kind of in the zone and kind of let loose a little bit, but all the guys in our team were, were great. And then, I mean, Volkov comes in and game six of the cup final, he hasn't played a game in how many months and he played, he played amazing. So it, uh, it was definitely a grind for them. It's probably more grind for them than it was for us, but it, uh, they were super positive and it was, they were fun guys to be around. Well, congrats again, Goody. I got one more question and then I'll throw it back to John to close it out. Um, do you guys know yet if you'll, because of the, the pandemic, will you get a day with the cup? And if so, what's your plan? Yeah, as of, I mean, the original plan was, was no day with the cup. I think it was just going to stay in Tampa for, for who knows how long, but you know, each player wouldn't get, uh, get a day in their hometown with it. So I think, uh, guys are pushing hard for to get that day and hopefully it happens uh as to what i would do with it i'm not uh not entirely sure i think uh you know with the pandemic it kind of makes it a different situation to to plan something or plan a big uh get together or whatever whatever it may be so but uh something i'll have to think about yeah way to play it off goody i know you're having a party for like 200 150 people i got the invite like stop trying to play it up you know we might just have a small gathering it'll be no really quiet really quiet gathering he's already talked to jagermeister and he's booked the whole truck like stop was it uh what was it like picking up the cup yeah what was it like picking up the cup and skating around was it was there anything taken away because there was no fans or family there like or was it just still awesome no it was it was unreal i don't think I mean, right when you get that thing in your hands, it's like you're not thinking about anything else other than, you know, lifting it and how unreal the feeling is. And luckily, my my parents were there, so they were able to, you know, experience that as well, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was just uh, it was an unbelievable feeling. Well, good for you, man. Like I was, I was really happy. One, thanks for coming on, and no one can ever say. You didn't do anything. You're a Stanley Cup champion. How cool is that? Like, that's unbelievable. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty sick. But, hey, good for you. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'll try to make that Stanley Cup party. I don't know, but I'll keep you posted. And uh, we'll be, I'll see you around next year. Hopefully I can uh, come over to Toronto or see you in Detroit or something. We can catch a game and grab dinner, buddy. But, uh, right, I don't know. Thanks good. for coming on, man. We'll talk to you soon, Goody. See ya. Yeah, see thank you. you. See ya. Barkley Goudreau, everybody. How cool was that? That was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah, some good insights there. Was my internet that bad? Yeah, it still was is. Was my internet bad the whole time? Yep, still is. Oh, terrible. I'm sorry, everybody out there. I don't know what it is. It's a sunny day. I guess it's windy. Does the wind affect the internet? <laughs> I don't think so, but I don't know enough about internet to, to, to disprove it. So. I don't know. I got my, my girls were good. They sat patiently the whole time. Girls, you want to say hi? Hi. Hi. What's your guys' names? Estelle. 
Sophia. It's Estelle and Sophia, the twins. And Lillian's running around here somewhere. I'm trying to, I was trying to make dinner when I was talking to Goody. Was it obvious? I could see because I see you on video, not even near the computer. Oh, all right. Lillian wants to say hi. Hi. Well, anyways, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, we'll, we'll talk to you on Friday. That was really cool catching up with Goody. Stanley Cup champion, arguably one of the main cogs on the team throughout the whole playoffs. So good for him. Good for the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a big ticket we're getting, Tim. We're getting Stanley Cup champions now. Look at us go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I'll, I'll work on my internet next time. Say goodbye, girls. Goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.